0: The free for all round table.
1: Round two. On round two, let's say good morning to Deepika Demerla, Mississauga City Councillor. Uh, Bob Reed is principal at BroadwayStrategy.com, also the guy who created Touchdowns and Fumbles, one of the most uh, in, you know, famous sequences or, or f- things that unfolds on this radio station every Friday on Jerry's show. Chloe Brown, policy analyst, former mayoral candidate. Good to have you all. And let's start. The RCMP launches a criminal probe into the Greenbelt Land land swap. Bob, you've worked in government and you've been doing strategic communications for a long time, so I'm going to start with you. I always say a scandal needs multiple legs to balance the table. And certainly yesterday, the news couldn't be any worse for Doug Ford and company that the RCMP confirm a criminal probe.
2: Oh, you're entirely right. I mean, it's it's one thing to have an auditor general's report, It's a, another thing to have an integrity commissioner's report, but to to have a, a police force uh, open a formal investigation into something that a government has done takes things to uh, to a new uh, a, a new level. Uh, there there can be no you know griping about uh, well, is this is this appropriate? Is this is this really the area that uh, this organization should be looking into? As was Done with respect, principally to the Auditor General and her looking into the Greenbelt thing. Uh, there can be none of that now because this is the this is the Mounties, this is the RCMP who were requested to take a look into it and then did sufficient analysis to determine that there is enough smoke here to open an actual probe. They didn't consider it and say, no, we don't see enough here that warrants uh, setting up a formal investigation. They're going ahead and doing it, and that puts things into a whole new realm.
1: Okay, Chloe Brown, I find it fascinating that I'm getting a lot of pushback from people who are insisting it's only an investigation, why can't you shut up about it? And I would imagine there's considerable overlap between the people who feel like that, that, you know, going after a criminal investigation or talking about a criminal investigation into a conservative government, we were very enthusiastic about the idea that there were three criminal investigations in the previous Liberal government.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this is definitely a good thing for people that have been lacking faith in government and legal authority. Um, This particular issue with the Greenbelt has been such an obvious case of corruption and I really want to shout out the Narwhal for putting together the really investigative work that they did because honestly as a young person you're seeing all this land deals happen but there's no affordable housing. This is one of those cases where the public really needs to see movement. And even if it's just an investigation, it is it is there to, like, create a public opinion that something is happening. And that, that's really more important to me than anything.
1: Okay, and I have to lawyer things here. Alleged corruption. Uh, Dipika, your thoughts?
3: Well, you know, uh, this is a whole different level of investigation because uh, it can lead to criminal charges and jail time. And, you know, uh, John, you referenced... Uh, the previous liberal government and uh, the, uh, investi- the criminal investigation that took place. And people shouldn't forget that a liberal chief of staff actually went to jail for four months for wiping hard drives to cover up the gas plant cancellation. So this is this is very serious, the fact that the RCMP has found cause to start an investigation. That said, yeah, it, technically innocent until proven guilty. Uh, But this allegation and this investigation is now going to hang over Ford until the next election.
1: We'll find out in a matter of hours whether or not the Integrity Commissioner's investigation into the John Tory affair is simply going to be introduced as some paperwork and then they're going to move on. Or if some people are going to want, want to make speeches and maybe even find some way to punish John Tory or make this about HR issues. Um, Chloe Brown, I'll start with you. You ran against John Tory. Do you think they should leave it lie or does this merit further um, you know, doing something more?
0: I think I should be able to send John an invoice for wasting my time. To be honest, <laughs> um, it's one of those things where when you get into the report, it's really, it's really gut-punching because you see that he manipulated a MLSE deal from this. Even after he knew that he was in conflict with, intre- like his political interests, the public administration system, et cetera. So, I'm really hoping that they do carry this case on because John has cost us a lot of money. Uh,
1: this is where I have to lawyer myself again. He voted for MLSE; he didn't manipulate it. But here we go. Um, I got to be careful. We got to <laughs> we got the CRTC in our back. Dipika, primarily, you. your thoughts.
3: You know, I think at this point, you know, flagging a dead You know, the mayor, former mayor, has on more than one occasion taken responsibility and he's frankly paid the price by stepping down and has had some serious reputational damage. I think the Integrity Commissioner's report has value in terms of sort of reminding all of us, again, as to, you know, what is the code of conduct and uh, making sure that at all times you're sort of keeping that framework in mind. So it does have value in terms of sort of reinforcing that. But trying to sanction or, you know, relitigate this, it's a waste of time. I think the city of Toronto has much bigger problems right now that it needs to uh, focus on and uh, should stop flogging a dead horse.
1: Yeah, Bob, you'll get final word on this because I think if somebody does stand up in the chamber today and start speechifying, the people will think, oh, get over it.
2: Yeah, I think you do that at your own peril at this point. I mean, there's nothing to be gained from dancing on the political grave of John Tory. He has, as has said, he's already paid the ultimate price for it. Um, we are all fully aware, I don't think we even needed a, an integrity commissioner's report to put on paper that it was inappropriate, it was against all codes of conduct, it was against everything that was proper. We know that. Uh, table the report if that's what council needs to do, and then move on.
1: Okay, so let's move into a few other topics, and there are many of them. Uh, well, first of all, and we don't have to go a full go around all three people, so maybe signal if you're passionate about this one. Canada is sending a military plane to bring people home from Israel. Does anybody have some trenchant thoughts on that?
3: That's the right thing to do.
1: Okay. There we go. Uh, Bob, I don't know if it'll count as a touchdown, because a lot of people are critical about how long it took.
2: As am I. I mean, this this should have been a no-brainer right out of the gate. It's uh, it's an active war zone. Uh, commercial air transport has been shut down. It's the only thing the government should do. It's it's absolutely the right thing to do. But that that should have been a, a pretty much an
1: instantaneous announcement. I want to jump to uh, a Hamilton NDP member who's in hot water over a tweet that used the word apartheid to describe the situation in Gaza and uh, Chloe Brown. I'm not a big fan for all of the uproar we're getting these days, or you didn't tweet soon enough, you didn't. You weren't uh, good enough about this, you didn't say that. Um, but, you know, if she wants to wear this, she'll have to face the electorate one day, or should she be kicked out of caucus?
0: I think she should just wear it. At the end of the day, yes, unity is great for the optics, but these are individuals with their own opinions. If Sarah Jama wants to make those that statement, that's Sarah's statement. I don't think that what Merritt did needed to be done, but it's party politics.
1: Yeah, Devica, there seems this this in the past four days to be some sort of a purity test. And uh, if you're found wanting, then everybody comes after you on Twitter. It's why I haven't said a thing.
3: Yeah, but I think with the with the JAMA case, you know, there's two things at play. One is it is party politics. And as an MPP, everything you say, unless it's, you know, uh, unless someone specifically says this doesn't reflect the party, if the party lets it go, then the assumption is the party supports um, this MPP's comments. And, you know, for me, the problem wasn't whether you tweet or not, but if you're tweeting, and you have this pointed omission of Hamas attack and terror unleashed. You know, in her quote, there's a whole lot of things that I think a lot of people can agree with, but to just not even acknowledge what just happened, that gives you a sense of bias that to me is unacceptable. I think Merritt Stiles did the right thing by asking her to retract. And in my opinion, if she doesn't retract, she's got to go, she's got to be removed from caucus. Otherwise, you know, the NDP
1: wears it as well as a party. And, uh, you know, Bob, it's uh, clear that she's not the only person who's in trouble. Fred Hahn and QP were tweeting some pretty foolish things.
2: Yeah and you know in, in the case of uh, of the MPP it's no different than any other organization or employer the brand you represent will take a hit based on uh, based on comments like this so for the for the NDP and its leader to say hey you got to walk that one back that's crossing a line here dipika's right this this reflects on the organization if the
1: leadership of the organization just lets it stand I wanted to talk about uh, judge- about to decide if Ottawa residents can testify at the Freedom Convoy Organizers Trial. Dipika, I'll start with you on this one. Um, I I wrote to Adam Goldenberg, the lawyer who sometimes uh, comments here. Uh, I said, what is that principle in law where something is already acknowledged to be true and you don't need evidence? And he sent back some big Latin phrase. But I would think everybody knows what was going on and you couldn't sleep and people couldn't get to work. So why do we have to hear? It's not truth and reconciliation, it's a trial.
3: I'm, I'm not an expert, but this is what I was thinking. But at any point, you know, I think they should allow the residents to testify. And my thinking is, at any point, the judge can deem the testimony of the local resident and strike it if they think it's irrelevant, right? Um, So to me, there's no real downside other than maybe people might argue, okay, it's going to prolong the case. But yeah, they've acknowledged it, but maybe something else comes out of it. So um, maybe I'm a bit on the fence on this one, John. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, Chloe? I think it's important to get all testimony on the record for whoever's willing to testify. Um, As a person that's 32, like, this was a very historic event for me. I've never seen anything like this, especially in Canada. So it's really key to make sure that we're capturing this, not just for the courts, but for the historical records of our country. Bob, what do you say? Uh,
2: I will part ways with my colleagues on this one because uh, I, I I think, as you said, John, we all know, we all understand exactly what the implications were, uh, what what the impact was on the people of the city of Ottawa. I don't think anything gets advanced by by selecting representatives of the populace to come in and and reiterate what uh, is is an acknowledged. Uh, uh, the statement of fact by all parties in this case.
1: Okay, and just in case you're collecting Latin phrases, after all, it's only priests and lawyers these days, uh, res judicata, apparently, is something that is so established in evidence you don't have to offer any proof. Thank you all. Good to have you. Bob Reed, Dipika merla and Chloe Brown. Catch the round table. Round one at 7:45. Round two at 8:45. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010, Toronto.